0: Ellen Southeast AgNet's Ag and Review for the weekend in June 13, 2014. The Waters of the U.S. was back in the hot seat in Washington, D.C. this past week. And Julie McPeak has more on that story.
1: The House Subcommittee on Water Resources and Environment heard testimony on the Environmental Protection Agency's latest effort to expand its jurisdiction under the Clean Water Act. And although EPA claims farmers would face less regulation under this latest proposal... American Farm Bureau President Bob Stallman argued the rule would be the broadest expansion of regulatory control over land use and private property ever attempted by a federal agency.
2: The proposed rule would categorically regulate as navigable waters countless ephemeral drains, ditches, and other features across the countryside. Features that are wet only when it rains and features that may be miles from the nearest truly navigable water.
1: And while EPA has stressed that ditches are not included in the regulation... Stallman notes that the agency and the ag community simply have different terms for the same thing.
2: EPA says the rule does not cover ditches. Well, EPA has said a lot of things, and its statement about ditches is simply not true. The proposed rule would categorically regulate all so-called tributaries that ever carry any amount of water that eventually flows to a navigable water. That's a ditch in my world.
1: Stallman calls the EPA proposal an effective veto over normal activities by farmers who won't have the time or money to get federal permits and called on Congress to not allow what he called an unlawful expansion of the Clean Water Act. And in other Washington news, House Majority Leader Eric Cantor's shocking loss of his primary this week could mean big trouble for immigration reform. Cook Political Report House analyst David Wasserman says this defeat speaks to the GOP primary electorate's distrust for the Republican leadership's flirtations with immigration reform. If an immigration bill wasn't already dead in the House, Wasserman says it is now.
0: And on that same subject also this week, the EPA and the Corps of Engineers officially extended the comment period on the Waters of the U.S. proposal by 91 days. The new closing date is now October 20th, 2014. It was originally scheduled to close on July 21st, but many ag groups requested the extension. In other news, there are many who are concerned about the possible budget reductions for agriculture, and that includes the National Cotton Council. Tyron Spearin has more on that story.
2: The National Cotton Council sent a letter this week to the ag appropriations urging them to oppose any amendments that would undermine the farm bill of 2014, including the important risk management tools provided through the Federal Crop Insurance. They said the Farm Bill was enacted into law only four months ago, and most of its provisions have yet to be implemented. The Farm Bill was the subject of a long and intense debate, they said, beginning with the hearings in 2010. The uh, process created a great deal of uncertainty in rural America, and they said, quite frankly, significant uncertainty remains due to the substantial reforms and budget reductions being made in the farm bill even as planting season for many crops nears the conclusion the rules implementing new provisions designed to take effect this crop year are still being talked about at usda producers will need to carefully consider the new risk but they are urging usda and even the ag appropriations committee to oppose any amendments to the Farm Bill at this time.
0: Well, thanks, Tyron. And another issue affecting those in the hog industry across our country is the porcine epidemic diarrhea virus. Just last week, U.S. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack announced funding, along with issuing a federal order to help combat the significant impact producers are facing due to the PED virus and the porcine Delta coronavirus. He said the spread has been rapid.
2: Just a year ago, we had roughly a, a little over 100 operations impacted and affected by these viruses, well, today it's over 4,700.
0: Now, the federal order means producers will have to report new detections of these viruses. And then they're going to have to work with veterinarians to establish a management plan with sufficient biosecurity controls so that this thing does not spread beyond their operation. And there's that word we've been hearing more of, biosecurity. But Audrey Adamson with the National Pork Producers Council says there's nothing secret about it just common-sense proactive measures to prevent the spread of the disease.
3: When you have feed trucks coming on and off the farm, when you have market hogs that are ready to go to a packing plant, a market. You need to wash that truck out and disinfect that truck, and it needs to be dried out to make sure whatever kind of residual water is dried out and it's no longer able to transmit, whether it's PEDV or any other virus.
0: And Adamson said there are many other examples.
3: They are excruciatingly forceful about maintaining biosecurity, and what that means is you step onto a hog farm and you go into a barn, they ask ask you to shower. They ask you to actually go into a shower room, take off your street clothes, put on barn clothing that's only been in the barn. And that includes taking off your shoes or wearing shoe covers, putting a tent on your hair. Whatever you bring in from the outside doesn't come into the barn with the pigs. And then you walk out another door, which is on the clean side, and you can go through the barn. And then when you leave the barn, you reverse that procedure so that when you go back onto the street and you put your street clothes back on, you don't bring any potential diseases or bugs that the pigs might have back into the human community. There's truck washes, there's foot washes, food disinfectant. For example, if you're going over a threshold between barns, so you don't transmit something from one barn to another barn, just sort of basic sensible protocols, knowing who's on your farm and when they're on your farm and why they're on your farm.
0: She said they want to make sure that animal and human viruses don't mix and become a problem for both. But USDA is taking decisive actions to combat those virus outbreaks that are killing millions of piglets. And in what Dr. Billy Powell with the Alabama Cattlemen's Association described as one of those feel-good stories, a group of young people from his state were in South Dakota recently to help ranchers there who lost cattle during the blizzard last October.
4: The Lauderdale County Junior Cattleman, Brian Smith, is, is our county president and is their advisor. But, I mean, early on, they called and wondered what they could do. And uh, long story short, after a lot of planning, they just returned from taking a week's trip to South Dakota, had a contact out with the extension service and a rancher family. They took 21 heifers, and these heifers then were given to 21 different ranches that lost cattle because of that uh, early season blizzard last fall. And it was just a wonderful gesture. Not only did they take the heifers out there, but they spent a couple of nights with the different ranch families and helped them fix fences and turn out bulls for breeding season and a tremendous experience farm. And we really commend our Lauderdale County cattleman leadership and this fine group of youngsters. I think it was about 50 people went from Lauderdale County to the ranches in South Dakota that were hit hardest by this blizzard.
0: And with more on that same story, once again, here's Julie McPeak.
1: It was most likely all over your Facebook feeds and even made national news when the early blizzard last October hit South Dakota farmers hard, resulting in unimaginable cattle losses. And it may be impossible to have a true happy ending to that story, but at least some youth in Alabama worked hard to help turn another page. As a group of devoted young people from Green Hill, Alabama, recently went to western South Dakota, and in addition to mending farm fences and raising spirits, they brought with them about two dozen head of cattle to donate to affected
5: ranchers. Brian Smith is the youth director for the Lauderdale County Alabama Junior Cattlemen's Association. He teaches his kids about doing things bigger and better and, and really always doing more and continuing to do more for communities and, and other communities. And him and his kids had the idea to not only to raise enough money to buy some heifers for ranchers who had, had suffered during the blizzard, but also come to South Dakota and to meet those ranchers.
1: That's Meade County, South Dakota Four H advisor Tracy Langmeyer, who says it's difficult to describe the emotions
5: involved. I was trying to explain how this all felt to my mom and the only way I could really describe it was that, you know, I've been smiling all day, but it's also that my heart is smiling too and the camaraderie and the, even in these two days, it felt like these Alabama kids have really almost become family and become part of our community.
1: The local ranchers who received the cattle were chosen from a list of names of families in Central Mead County who lost livestock.
0: So definitely a feel-good story. And to wrap things up this week, we are passing along information that Julie McPeak has wrapped things up here, as you've just heard her reporting stories on the Southeast Agnet for the last time. Julie is moving on to become the Director of Communications for the Georgia Department of Agriculture, and their Commissioner, Gary Black, told me he's looking forward to having her on board.
4: We appreciate the kind outreach of Southeast Agnet to even be willing to speak to us about this. We hope don't hold a grudge, but Julie... First of all, just does such a wonderful job for you and uh, is such a respected voice and individual in agriculture. And so uh, we're just so thankful that she's accepted the, the challenge of coming and be with us.
0: Black said Julie will be taking over as Director of Communications.
4: She'll be the spokesperson for the Department of Agriculture, so... Uh, We're very proud of her and appreciate it and look forward to the challenges and opportunities in the future for sure.
0: And so while all of us at Southeast Agnet will definitely miss her, we do wish Julie the best in her new endeavors. And so for the last time, we'll let her wrap up our weekly podcast.
1: Don't forget, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. And for the last time before I move on from Southeast Agnet to pursue other career opportunities, I'm Julie MacPeak for Southeast AgNet.